0: This week on Dig Me Out. out, Out out With your hosts, Jason Zia and Tim Minichi.
1: Jay, we're back again with another episode thanks to our Dig Me Out union on Patreon. You can help us make the next episode happen by joining us at dmounion.com or digmeoutunion.com. And, Jay, yes. this is it. This is it.
0: We're at the finish line?
1: We're uh, For 2021, we are at the finish line. We made it through another year. Season, Season 11. Right? 11. <sighs> we're, we're entering Simpsons territory. You know? I mean,
0: I still can't wrap my head around that.
1: That show is still on, or South Park is still on. I mean, when you don't have to pay actors to do anything, yeah, that's true. They don't age, yeah. Like us, we don't age. We're just animatronic uh, Madame Tussauds wax figures that uh, with with the little AI inside, pumping out these reviews. we are, we 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 are like Max Headroom. Uh it's the end of the it's the end of the year. We typically look back fondly upon the year. Uh this year, like last year, most most of it was spent indoors, away from people. And that's all right with me. I think that's okay with you uh as well. And uh hopefully next year uh next year I have tickets to see Iron Maiden in October. And did I, you get tickets? I did. Oh man. And I would really like to go.
0: Now I need to get tickets.
1: If if you don't, I bought two. You can come up to Columbus <laughs> in October and we can go throw the horns together. But uh, I'm just saying you might have to fight uh, Katie for them. Because, uh, as I said, I went to see Waitress. She goes to see Iron Maiden. Right. That's how it works. That's how relationship what, what are those? Uh, what do those run you? Ooh, about 150 each. Oh, my goodness. I got good seats. I was a part of the pre-sale for the fan club.
0: Wait, what is going on?
1: <laughs> like,
0: I didn't know you were this, I mean, in the it, was,
1: it was the way to, it was, that's how you had to get the early, I signed up for the fan club. Okay. So I could get the tickets on like Wednesday instead of Friday.
0: Right. Okay.
1: So I, this, this was like a bucket list thing. Like I've never seen okay. like a British, a new wave British heavy metal band like priest gotcha. or maiden or any of those yeah. bands i've never seen them live this
0: is probably your last shot so. and
1: this i really did enjoy the last record yeah uh which we're not covering new records because we did that on our thankful yeah. for uh 2021 albums episode but i really did enjoy that new iron maiden album and it kind of got me interested in and in i only, i knew a lot of songs but i didn't really know a lot of albums so right. it got me interested and i've been enjoying going back and listening to those oh yeah uh, like you, I've also uh, been enjoying going back and and looking over what we reviewed this year. A lot of good stuff uh, came from both our patrons and from polls that we would have never listened to. Yeah, had these things. Uh, this might have been in terms of years where I really I didn't know the album. This might have been the most we've ever approached. Uh. It felt I knew that way. I knew the bands, yeah. But I want to say maybe five of these records. I'm talking about like live Storing copper, sponges rotting pinata. Um, you know, I obviously we'd listen to those. Black crows, the Curry Black page. Crows, Coverdale Page. But I mean, other than that, I mean, I had heard the first Ammonia record, but I had never listened. I don't think I'd listened to the whole thing. Maybe I did, but I don't remember if I did. Yep um i i heard the name royal trucks i had heard the name oh you know jellyfish we were familiar with um heard the name widespread panic never listened to him heard the name pinback that sort of thing but really never listened to a lot of these records so it was it was a really really interesting year very diverse uh made more diverse thanks to uh josh's pick of the uh Tokyo Anal Dynamite by the uh the Gregor, 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 Gregor. I uh, don't know how to say that, but that's the most um challenging pick we've ever had.
0: Uh We definitely covered a lot of ground. If yes. You from that pick, I, I think it was within a few months, we did Cowboy Mouth, which is almost pop.
1: And then Ida. Um, <laughs> Ida, which is yeah. Folky. Yeah. Um, uh, vocal uh, led uh, acoustic uh, quiet numbers A
0: huge record like live throw mm-hmm. in there and collective soul was a huge record yep yeah so we <laughs> we really uh went through the full spectrum i think this year
1: yeah so looking back on 2021 of the albums that you didn't know yep. going in do you have like a favorite and maybe like a top 2 or 3
0: yeah, and my my list and the ones I'm thinking about here uh, were totally new discoveries for me. Meaning, I had never heard the band. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe had heard the name, but um, so I'm going to leave off stuff like Pinback, which I had heard some Pinback stuff, and just I hadn't spent a lot of time with that record. Or right, Jellyfish, obviously I'm aware of. Um, but so uh word I, I'm looking at here I, I have five records that really popped out to me as being totally uh, new discoveries So shades apart eyewitness every time that comes on it just sounds good um it's fun it it still sounds uh, production wise like uh, really uh, actually pretty modern and it's just a lot of fun um age of electric make a pest a pet um kind of a bit of a Todd Kearns fan, I guess at this point, um, mostly for <laughs> the stuff he, he does in the, in the, in the extended kiss family. But, uh, that, that record is really unique. Um, and, 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 um, not at all, you know, it was sort of, a not didn't know what to expect with it. and was pleasantly surprised. Um, my top three would be Phantom blue, bad reputation. Um, again, I kind of was familiar with the band name and, you know, you mean built to that, perform. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Built to perform. Um, and was really taken aback of just how heavy that record is and
1: mm-hmm.
0: how great it sounds and the attitude in it and the vocal performances. Uh, my second would be big, heavy stuff, maximum sincere. Mm-hmm. Uh, every time that record comes on, I'm, I'm intrigued, you know, it goes into a lot of different places Uh, it hits like this late nineties, early two thousands, um, kind of post post hardcore vibe to me sometimes, um, you know, it's, it's a little gritty, um, but it also has got some great melodies to it. Uh, I just, and it sounds great. And I think maybe the one that is most interesting is, is tribe abort, um, kind of like the age of electric. It's hard to pinpoint like exactly, you know, what that what to expect uh, as you get into that record and where it goes and some of the things that, um, that pop out some of the sounds, some of the songs, but it's just got this like really cool mix of being inventive and creative, but also a tad bit nostalgic. Cause you do definitely hear um, of the time production and maybe some, um, you know, stylistic, decisions that are you know all of that early 90s ish kind of production
1: mm-hmm.
0: but it 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 doesn't necessarily mean a, it dates it in a bad way um it, it sort of just puts together that element with i think with just a lot of creativity and some really strong songs and performances so you know splitting hairs but that's one i, I really um was impressed with and every time it comes on i'm I'm drawn back into so th- those are some that i discovered this year how about you
1: well i agree with all those we we had a lot of really interesting diverse takes on basically guitar rock yeah uh that ran the gamut um a few that you didn't mention that i i also really enjoyed one was um the uh the third album from hoss bring on the juice which had that sort of like I think I said it it sounded like what I wanted mud honey to sound like. <laughs> it's got that like Detroit uh you know m c five, Scott Morgan, uh and Ann Arbor Stooges because I know Eric Peterson likes to point out that the Stooges were from Ann Arbor, not uh not actually Detroit uh, but but mixed with the Seattle grunge sound. Uh, that was a fun record. Um another Australian record, I believe, was Molar. And their album, Golden Duck, which um, got into that like fuzzy cosmic psychos and ash sound was another record that, you know, is short and and just brings the punch with its sound and and hits you in the face. Another band that hit it you in the face with a lot of riffs was Wicker Man. I like that self-titled uh, sort of metal for anybody. It's kind of touched on a bunch of different sounds in terms of of what you might be interested in. Um, and then I, I know we reviewed the band or an album by this band a couple years ago and we didn't really like it, but that wild Hearts record that we reviewed this year was yeah. such an improvement on yeah. their debut um, that it really turned the band they, my idea of the band around. All the songs mm-hmm. were tighter. The melodies were really sharp. They seemed to like really grasp what they do well and and really hone it for that record. But I agree with you. Like the Phantom Blue album was like a shot across the bow in terms of man, this is really fun and interesting and that along with um, the big heavy. It's, it's kind of the opposite end of sounds, but the big heavy stuff album, Maxim Sincere. You know, there's a lot of minimalism on that record, but it's also really cool the way that they yeah break it down and and really utilize space and, and let the drums really take the lead in some respects on that record. Yeah. Um, So there was a lot of good stuff. The She Had record was really good. And and then she had put out a record this real that was this year that was really good as well with um, old gods. Uh, So good stuff. I mean, I don't think that there was really a stinker that we listened to this year. I think there was some stuff that maybe just didn't click with us. But I know that there's been years where we were both like decent single. And I don't think either of us had a decent single on a record this year.
0: Yeah. um, And I'm just looking at my top five. And these are all, you know, patron select suggestions, which are. Yeah. I don't think any of these are poll winners. So these are, you know, picked by individually by, by our patrons who spend Um, sometimes a year agonizing over what what record they want more people to hear, you know? Um, So it's always a fun surprise. And yeah, the Phantom Blue one, again, um, that's a good example, I think, where low expectations like, okay, this was like some kind of, you know, metal band from the eighties. How could this record possibly be? But I think it's a great example of, uh, you know, some people that were inspired by the nineties, you know, who maybe weren't supposed to be, you know, it's like mm-hmm. they were getting pushed out the door, like a lot of other bands, like, you know, we don't need you anymore. And it's like, well, no, we, we kind of are into this. Like, we're just a classic, we're just in the rock and roll and like classic rock, the same way that Soundgarden is. Um, and, you know, just a good example of totally unexpected. And um, it was, it was a lot of fun digging in that record.
1: Now, along with our album revisits, We also got to do a bunch of really good roundtable discussions with our group. Some of those were, uh, you know, stuff like that we've done before, like uh, Sophomore Slumps Revisited, which we did on the Gin Blossoms. Congratulations, I'm sorry. We did uh, a Neil Young in the 90s, part of our In the 90s series series. And then we did Origins, which we've done before with Spoon and Modest Mouse on the Deftones. We did some one-offs with uh, Guilty Pleasure Roundtable of the 90s. We did our Tours and Festivals series uh, on Lollapalooza this year. Had some folks that went to Lollapalooza, which we did not go to. We also did a Lo-Fi in the 90s episode, double albums of the 90s. Uh, we did a second. We did our first part two roundtable bands reuniting. We covered in our in our previous one. We, we went up to like 2015, and then we did the last six years of reuniting uh, with uh, that episode, and then we did our first origin in the 80s with Soundgarden, where we looked at a big band from the 90s and and how they got their start in the 80s, and of course we did another thankful uh, roundtable. That we started last year right around Thanksgiving here in the States. I don't think they have that uh, in any other country uh, unless I'm mistaken. Uh, I think only only the United States celebrates.
0: Canada has a Thanksgiving. Oh, do they? they?
1: Oh, okay. It's like July or something. (laughs) It's in July. We just use
0: it as an excuse to do a year and kind of wrap up on new music.
1: Exactly. And there was a lot of good stuff, which you can find out uh, with the new stuff by uh, subscribing to the box newsletter. But Jay, what was uh, do you have a favorite roundtable from this year?
0: The one that stood out to me was Soundgarden in the '80s. Uh, it was a lot of fun to to um, shake up the format just a bit um, to dig into some of these bands that were super important in the early '90s and go back and and look at what you know they didn't just. Uh, pop out of the ground in 1991 I mean they they existed prior to that so to dig into one of the more successful bands that um, really defined you know in a lot of ways what the 90s was to go back to the 80s and our guests on that that were super strong you know we had Sean who's was in Seattle you know and we had um, Rudy who was in California and they both had a lot of good stories and experience around seeing the band at that time right Mm -hmm. it was that it's, you know, a bit rare for us to find people, you know, especially going back that far that had firsthand accounts and can just give you a really good sense of like, you know, what the vibe was like and what the band was like at that time. And, you know, what the buzz around, um, on the West coast was and, um, seeing them change, you know, and kind of getting that perspective too from our panel of either, um, you know, fans who had found the band, you know, maybe later, um, and sort of going back and discovering the catalog versus those who kind of lived it um, from the beginning was a lot of fun. So uh, that one was really stood out to me. Um, and probably the, the, um, the towns, just because that's a band that I felt like I needed to know more about. Um, mm-hmm. And it just gave a really good opportunity to dive in that catalog um, to understand, you know, what made them unique you know, hear other people's point of view on them. It's just, it, you know, it was being I was aware of, I just hadn't spent any time listening to the records. Um, so for me, it was just kind of a, a a good excuse to go, you know, spend a couple of days digging into that catalog and, and and talking about it and understanding, you know, what they represented and why they were important. How about you?
1: I agree with you on Solid Garden. That was probably my favorite, just because we had such a, a nice panel that really rounded out uh, all aspects of their start. I'm, I'm a big Neil Young fan. So of course I like the Neil Young in the nineties episode. I've been a big fan of broken arrow, uh, for a long time. It's kind of an underappreciated record in his catalog. And it was nice to dig into some of the other stuff. Um, I, I did enjoy the guilty pleasures, um, because it allowed us to sort of define that, which we don't <laughs> always, you know, some people are not, uh, happy, to uh call it guilty pleasure they just call it what it is it's just something yeah. you like or something you don't like so i think that that was a um nice discussion to have and I, I mean honestly i like all of our roundtables this year uh a lot i think we have strong groups of guests and and lots of fun stuff to talk about and i always love when we get to talk about the new music at the end of the year and what came out because there's so much stuff that came out this year and it's and was still coming out. In the last week or so after that episode, so uh, I hope that uh, I hope that people get to uh, discover new music via that episode because it's um re- I definitely got to f- find stuff even though I'm searching every week there was stuff I didn't know that came out and I'm still still looking for it. As far as our patron exclusive '80s episodes, Jay, we do six of these a year. This year we had Scratch Acid, The Sound, Psychedelic Furs. The Stone Roses, The Angels, and Ministry. I mean, that's a pretty, that's a pretty '80s lineup right there. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Uh, did you have a fave from those?
0: I think The Angels' Lifeline was a standout to me. That was again another band that is referenced a lot as being influential. You know, they're in the in the US. They're they're a bit of a, um, you know, kind of a a cult band that you hear other musicians talk about, you know, people in cool bands talk about them, um, and liking them. And I think what was interesting about it is it's, uh, you know, their sound is not broad, you know, I wouldn't say they sound like ACDC, but in the way that ACDC has a sound, you know, they have a sound, uh, has a a little bit more dimension, but what's remarkable about it is that that sound recorded live, um, and it's a long, what, a double album? I think
1: originally, yes. Now it's like a triple. Um, the reissue
0: doesn't lose any energy and doesn't get old. No, <laughs> you know, you would think, uh, you know, day at twelve songs in, you'd be like, okay, I got it. But it just keeps going, and I'm I'm there for it the whole way. So, mm-hmm. and from what I sampled and and what we discussed, it might be some of the best versions of their songs so you know in a lot of ways uh, if you're interested in this band
1: this is probably the record a little, that, a little louder a little bit more edge to them live yeah. guitars are just cranked a little bit more yeah yeah
0: um and the, the other one i would mention is the sound just mm-hmm. a band i had never heard of uh it just captures that post punk kind of new wavy early 80s vibe that not a lot of Bands sound like um there's there's only you know so many bands like new order and there's another band sort of in that space that um that was a lot of fun to discover it felt like a true discovery um and was like a holy shit i didn't know this band existed (laughs) like this this band should have been bigger and like why does nobody know about them so it just felt like a you know a true 80s discovery episode for me
1: i i agree with you in what's funny is that in the fall uh i was uh I, I keep tabs on my local record stores they you know a lot of record stores post videos flipping through their new releases what they've got out or, or what reissues have come in and the entire sound catalog got reissued and the record store in town one of them used kids posted that they had got all the records in and i immediately, Huh. It was like a set. It was like a Sunday afternoon and I messaged them on Facebook and was like, do you still have copies of this? Yeah. And they were like, yes. And I ran down there at like 545 <laughs> before they closed and grabbed a copy because I was like, I can't believe that I just learned about this band. And now you have a copy of the record like that is serendipity. And, you know, I it was probably it was a couple of months between when we recorded that to when we when I got the record and I put it on and was like, man, I still cannot believe that this is not up there in terms of notoriety with joy division and and new order and those bands like this is totally in that ballpark but for whatever reason they just got missed and uh it's a great record great record i agree with you on the angels i thought the psychedelic furs record was interesting Mm. in terms of where they sit in the 90s they're better known for songs on other albums but that record is really solid it's a little bit more guitar oriented on that record than what they're known for um and yeah so a good batch of 80s episodes this year i'm looking forward to uh putting up more polls for next year figuring out a theme and then and putting out a poll and we're always taking suggestions so we've got i mean we have a a lot of them already in the hopper for the 80s but always looking for more so uh let's talk about
0: our uh so be for an opportunity to announce our new episode new episodes we'll be dropping. Yeah, for, uh, for some extra content.
1: So uh, it's the last episode of the year. We usually talk about what's going to happen the in the coming year. So in twenty twenty two, Chip Midnight, who has actually been a podcast uh, part, um, part of the podcast since the very beginning. He did our first interviews for us with folks like Miles from For Love Not Lisa and Ruthie Morris from um, band's name. I'm forgetting right this second. <laughs> Magnapop. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah It yeah. just it just uh, just emptied my head. I left my head for a sec. He's he's always doing stuff uh, in terms of music writing and music uh, interviews. Uh, he's been working for The Big Takeover for years, which is a great zine out of New York, a big fan of that zine for a long time. And he, he said to us, you know, there's a a lot of stuff that I want to do, but doesn't fit that zine since it's about new music or it's about, you know, more alternative and indie rock. And I'd like to do stuff that's, you know, would fit well with your podcast covering the nineties and, and talking to people that are relevant to that era. So chip is going to be contributing interviews. Uh, They'll be going out into our regular feed and then you'll be able to watch the uh, the Zoom video over at Patreon. And we're hoping that uh, we'll be doing a couple a month. And these will be just regular episodes. just going to be extras that we're going to be throwing. So you, there's going to be some weeks where you're going to have two episodes in a week. And it'll be maybe a review from us and then an interview from Chip.
0: Nice. And uh,
1: it's going to be awesome. I mean, we're going to be able to cover a lot more ground. And we haven't been able to do a lot of interviews unless they fit sort of what we're doing that week because we're so full up with reviews and roundtables and Patreon polls that uh, interviews have become a little tough for us to to fit yeah. into the schedule. So when Chip offered this, we were like, this is perfect. And I think and if uh, you're,
0: um, you know, one of our missions here is to just try to be, uh, through the course of doing this, tell the full story of the 90s. Yep. And we got to hear from the artists. So. Yep uh we've done a lot of interviews in the past we just have not been able to manage them uh of late it takes a ton of time um to get it done so chip is a is a pro at it he's been doing it his entire adult life (laughs) kind of puts us to shame with the amount of experience he has interviewing so it is awesome for us to be able to bring him on board and um I'm, I'm, i'm intrigued by the idea that um chip's in our discord now along with our dmou members and a chance to you know if you want to hear an interview with somebody um you can let chip know in the discord and he'll go hunt them now maybe um yeah so i think there'll be a lot of uh cool like maybe albums that are up for polls that don't win maybe reaching out and, and getting those those artists on for interviews so that we can still include them in the in the podcast and get an episode out around them so
1: yep it's gonna be a lot of fun absolutely and we and we got to thank i think the discord over the last two years since we've all been stuck at home has really taken off has been uh, honestly a godsend for a lot of people like myself yep. who get to interact with not just patrons but just people who get like to hang out with yep. and talk music with and and get to have an open discussion without you know a, a lot of arguing and judgment and hey everybody's got their thing and everybody's can can kind of you know rally around uh sugar ray if they want to and yeah and discuss uh whatever they want uh
0: all about the stuff that make you happy yeah and (laughs) and it's it's a lot of fun people respect it and
1: celebrate it and it's just it's been a great uh aspect that we've really enjoyed over the last two years and hopefully continue to grow and um, not that we're capitalists and we need to continually uh, consume more uh, space and 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 uh, turn up the uh, the uh, stock value so that we can uh, make the shareholders happy. Because luckily, we don't have anything to worry about yeah. uh, with regards to that. Uh, we we our growth is is predicated on uh, your happiness. That's our that's our index fund.
0: Yeah, we just want to like provide the opportunity to talk about and fun stuff and tell stories that we want to hear told and you know, the more support get, the more we can do that. So it's, uh, it's awesome to see the other community aspect taking off and I'm with you. It's been a great way, you know, as an older adult male, it is not easy, especially during a pandemic. It's not easy to uh, find people to talk to and nerd out to uh, that don't want to argue with you on social media or get in a fight. So.
1: Does Courtney <laughs> take you down to the dad park where you can meet the <laughs> other, uh, other dads and.
0: Yeah, yeah. Star Wars? Star Wars? I I feel (laughs) seen.
1: Star Wars. Wars. (laughs) Vinyl records? Vinyl records. Vinyl records. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Hey, if this is your first episode, that seems like an odd one to choose. But uh, we want to remind you that you can uh, support this podcast by going to Patreon uh, at DigMeOutUnion or DMOUnion.com. That's where you go. Sign up for the union. You get to vote in polls, you get to join our Discord, uh, talk music. It's also where you can read the Box newsletter that goes out. You can also sign up for the Box newsletter at digmeoutpodcast.com and submit album suggestions every month. A new poll goes up, nine albums to be voted upon by the Patreon community and then argued over who actually voted on what because they can't believe that a particular uh, album won. Uh it's quite the entertaining uh it's quite entertaining to watch that every time it happens. Who is voting for this? Why is this winning?
0: I feel like we need to start doing polling, like um like
1: exit predicting polling? the
0: pre- yeah, doing exit polling and predicting the poll before we actually post the poll.
1: Right. There you go.
0: We can set everybody up like Me Puppets has a 39% chance of winning.
1: Maybe we should do like the like college football. Where before we even tell them what what's in there, oh, we just tell yeah. them we, we just who's rank number them one, <laughs> and uh, that's how. And then and then if somebody happens to be better than that, then uh, then good luck to you, Cincinnati, because uh, you're from a small and we, conference. We just pre rank so them, it.
0: and your vote has to over overcome the ranking we've already
1: decided. Yeah. So I want to do exit polling. Uh, so you voted. For uh, Coverdale Page, but yet <laughs>
0: you've never voted for a Robert Plant or a David Coverdale project
1: before. Uh, you've exclusively voted for things that didn't have guitar in them. <laughs> Can you explain, we. Should- <laughs> yeah, that's the way we go. Uh, last but not least, Apple Podcasts. That we. That's where you go to uh, leave. Positive uh, feedback if you enjoy the show. Uh, Jay, it's uh, we're done. Let's take a week off. Ah, shit, we can't. Uh, you know what? We're just going to come right back. We're going to do another one next week. We never stop. We are the Terminator of podcasts. Melt us in a vat of of fire... And metal, and we will come, we, our hand will reach out, and we will still, we will find a way. Our liquid metal bodies will reform, and we will uh, be back here uh, the following week, uh, only derailed when our teams make the playoffs every 20 years. <laughs> right. So in 2040, we might have to push an episode based on uh, our teams making the playoffs. This is true. <laughs> So, for the last time, for 2021, we're done. We're out. For Jay, I'm Tim. We're out. We'll be back next year with another episode of Dig Me Out.